welcome to the First and Ten Podcast. Uh, that's a hot take. That's a scorching take. Uh, I'm not afraid to be bold, though. Thriving, surviving, and watching Rutgers football. There's nothing to respect about Rutgers. You know what? It's pain, but we look good while we do it, man. And I put in my pick six already. There's some nice. fun ones. Oh, boy. The only reason I put Tennessee and BYU is because I think it could be a, an absolute clown fest. Tennessee the, the circus. Cruise, I swear. The Knoxville Circus. Yeah. I mean. All right. Uh, let's start. Yeah. Let's start right now. We can talk about Tennessee in a little bit. Uh, let's start at the 745 mark. Ready? All right, hello and welcome to tonight's episode of the First and Ten Podcast. Uh, I'm here. My name is Patrick. I'm here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Tonight we're doing a... And I'm being joined, as always, by my co-hosts. First, Griffin Healy out in New Jersey. Griffin, what's the deal? Um, You know, just thriving, surviving, and watching Rutgers football. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'd say the same thing, but uh, make that Indiana football. I watch Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, next up we've got Mr. Reed Murray. Hello. How are you? Nashville, how Tennessee. How you doing? Great. Great to, great to see it or hear you, Reed. Yeah. I'm not seeing you. We're recording. We're recording this on the night of Wednesday, September 4th, uh, 2019. Uh in the middle of the week, heading into week if two. If you guys don't mind, uh, uh, before we start, I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to the Drink More Water podcast. Ah, of course. For college yeah. and pro football and basketball. I listened to them for the first time a few days ago. Very good podcast, very entertaining. You can find them on Instagram. That's at drinkmorewaterpodcast underscore. Search them on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, whatever. So uh, go check them out. Yeah, they're uh, they're worth a listen. Uh, they're very energetic. They're a whole lot of fun. Uh, friends of ours, friends of the program, dropping the bags for us. Uh, go check them out. And uh, we've got some other stuff to get into today. We've got some more Big Ten football. Uh, as always, it's week two, once again. Uh, let's just jump into it. Let's get into the games. Yeah. And let's start off with a team who last week lost to the Nevada Wolfpack. Reed called it. None of us did. And... You know, you just hate to see it. You just hate to see it. They lost. How how sad. Kate's for stay. Yeah, exactly. That's Purdue. And the inner Hoosier in me, the cream and crimson <laughs> blood. Oh. That was a great, great, great moment to start week one. I mean, just the way the game went on. As a neutral college football fan, I could say, wow, that was a whole lot of fun. But as an Indiana fan, I could say, oh, you guys lost to Nevada. <laughs> But this week, it's a team who might be worse than Nevada, might be better than Nevada. Uh, the jury's still out. Uh, the Boilermakers are playing host at ross Aid to the Vanderbilt Commodores, hometown of one Reed. Uh, Reed, you know a whole lot about Vanderbilt. I do. Uh, you, uh, you're in the city. You're uh, around the campus, in fact. Yep. What's your take on Vanderbilt, and what do you think they're going to do against the Boilers um, this week? I mean, first off, I'm going to say that Vandy did look better than I expected last week against Georgia at home. You know, Georgia's probably the best team they're going to face this season. And they lost by 24, yeah. which doesn't look great. But I think if Vandy played them last season, they would have lost by about 50 or 60. So, and I mean, mm-hmm. also, it's basically a Georgia home game, the way the Georgia fans populated. Oh, that was, was I was so, I felt so terrible know, for those Vanderbilt Yeah, so. yeah it, it, was, it really... That's the, that's one of the worst parts about being a Vandy fan is, you know, especially when you play UT or sorry, Tennessee, um, you know, the whole crowd is, is it's filled with orange shirts and it's just, it's a tough scene, yeah. but um, that's, that sucks. I, I hate that. I felt so bad for yeah. those guys having to sit there in their home stadium with the dog pound and the chance and the red yeah. and black 80% of the stadium. I, about, yeah, was, I would, yeah. I would dare say 95% of the stadium. Yeah. Uh, as Georgia fans. Dang. Uh, I'd say uh, I don't think it's quite as extreme. It's probably about a 50-50 split when IU, Indiana, and in football hosts Ohio yeah. State. Now, 
uh, this is a little off topic, but a fun joke I've heard uh, about that, and I think it's actually true. You know, on those cups you get at the stadium that have the picture of the arena mm-hmm. on it. Yep. Uh, apparently, people have said for IU football they'll take that against Ohio State, the picture for it, because it's a sellout and everybody's wearing red. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, why Vandy needs to uh, no, if, play if, if, Purdue if, or somebody with the same color scheme. That's the only way they yeah. can pull Well, they are playing Purdue. Well, yeah, but not at home. They are though. playing Purdue, but it's in West Lafayette. Yeah. It's at Ross Aid Stadium. Uh, yeah, and uh, does Purdue bounce back this week? Uh, I believe they do. I think this game is going to come down to mindset. I mean, obviously, both teams coming off of week one losses, and I think another big factor in this game is going to be defense. Both teams are featuring a pretty big run offense, yeah. you know, with Rondell Moore from Purdue and Keyshawn Vaughn from Vanderbilt. And I think when it comes down to Vandy's run defense, it's improved from last season, but it's still it's not all that. And Purdue, I think. Uh, they've got the better running back and the better run defense. So I think they'll be able to pull it off, plus, plus mm-hmm. the fact that, P- that Purdue's well, at home. Yeah. So I think they bounce back this week. The thing with Moore is he's – Moore is effectively a running back, the way they use him a lot of the time on these short bubble yeah. screens. He does a lot of short movements, and he can catch the ball deep downfield too. He's so versatile. Yeah. Really and, uh, well, Purdue, at the running back position last week, they were – they were starting a uh, a guy who's trained as a fullback and a backup really? running back. I'm pretty sure that's what one of my friends told me. I'm not too well versed in the the deep the deep knowledges of Purdue football, but I was kind of confused. I was watching the game with one of my friends who's a, a huge Purdue fan. Shout out Leo if you're listening. Uh, and he was telling me, yeah, this guy's a fullback because I was confused about uh, why there was a huge white guy getting all the touches. <laughs> I hadn't I hadn't I hadn't researched that before the game. That's my fault. I'm getting I'm gonna learn that. Uh, so run game could – I think run game could be a little bit of an issue for Purdue because uh, last week uh, uh, their quarterback, Sindler, uh, he threw the ball 52 times, 52 times, and uh, they were still up for most of that game. They were up 17 in the second half, and then they still lost. But he threw the ball a ton, and a lot of those were short passes to Moore who would, you know, break for 10-plus yards about every Yeah, time. I think uh, I see a lot of similarity between Moore – and uh, Curtis Samuel back when he played H-back at Ohio State. Because you yeah. can really use both of them mm-hmm. at the wide receiver or running back position. So I think I think he'll give Vanderbilt a lot of trouble. And I think Vanderbilt will put up a good fight, but I don't think they'll pull it off, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm taking Purdue, like, in a, in a – not a shootout, but in a non-defensive battle, if you know what I mean. Like in a, a 35-31 Purdue sort of game. Like they'll squeak it out because Moore will get him a touchdown late, something like that. That's my feeling on it. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, I think you said it perfectly. Yeah. Griffin. Um. So obviously, I had high hopes for Purdue in the beginning of the season, as I had them beating Nevada, and that was not the case. So I'm having a little less hope and I don't really know enough about Vanderbilt football but with Reed's points um I think it'll be a close game like Patrick said and I have Purdue winning like um like a by a field goal or a touchdown yeah uh it should be a little bit of a fun one uh black and gold versus black and gold right two great color (laughs) schemes yes beautiful beautiful color schemes I'll give Purdue that much uh unblock us Purdue yes please we love you, Purdue. Unblock us. We, Even when we love IU, Come on the program and tell us why. Tell us why you blocked us. That's, I, just want to, I just want an answer. I just want an answer. Come on. I want to know how. Let me know. More importantly, how'd they hear about us? Hit me up. Yeah. Uh, and a little bit more on this. Reed, I think – are you writing a preview on this game? I am. I'm writing about oh, – I'm writing a whole Vandy yes. season preview, but there is a, a good he's bit running, about Purdue. He's running the – he's doing a bunch of Vanderbilt football coverage for – it's for your school paper, yes, right? Is. So if you want to, are you gonna plug? You want to plug that? Um, I might later. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I don't know the website name, but uh, I will once once it's up. Yeah. If you want Vanderbilt football coverage, you've got your man. Hmm? And if you want a uh, Bishop Shatar Trojan football coverage, <laughs> I'm here for that too. I'm I'm doing beat this week. Uh, so I think we all thought Purdue this week, yeah. right? Okay, uh, next game. Uh, here's a team that scored 79 points. Which one? It's Maryland. That's the team that scored 79. There were two of them. Right? Penn State scored 79, right? I'm not making that up. 
Um, I believe so. I think they did. I think it was exactly 79. Fact check me on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they did. It was 79-7. Was the uh, Maryland score. is playing. Maryland is uh, taking on the Syracuse Orange, the 21st ranked Syracuse Orange. Uh, that's at noon on ESPN. And that Purdue game is at noon on BTN. Uh, yeah, noon on ESPN, Mar- Maryland, Syracuse. Uh, Maryland did beat up on Howard last week. And Howard is, they're not very good. They're not a very good FCS team. It's not like they were playing in North Dakota State or somebody yeah. and they beat them that bad. They beat Howard. Howard's just – those two schools should not be playing. No, they should not. Uh, so I think this is going to be the true litmus test of Maryland uh, this week. We're going to really see how good they are. I think if they pull this one off, it could be a sign of good things to come. And I was kind of low on Maryland going into the season. I think we all were. And I don't want to overreact to that Howard victory because Howard is just uh, – they're just not they're just a, a tough opponent. Yeah. Uh, but if they can hang tight or even defeat Syracuse, uh, that could be a – I could change tone real quick. You I might have to buy that Maryland, Maryland shirt bandwagon. I might episode. have to buy the Maryland T-shirt, which honestly I wouldn't be that mad about because they have some cool colors. They have an awesome state flag. I agree. They incorporate that in their design. It is it's, – it's a work of art. Uh, Syracuse last week, they played Liberty, and that's a school who's – just, just got a whole lot going on, and their uh, their athletic department, and as a, as a university, that's uh, kind of crazy. Did you hear like, about Hugh uh, Freeze that game? I was going to say their coach coaching from, from a hospital, hospital bed? bed in the press box. That takes and, uh, I a mean, viral meme. If you yeah, you know, we're going to take yeah the viral meme of that yet uh, of Hugh Freeze giving a thumbs up on camera from the press box. Yeah, our topic from when the he saw 10, the Syracuse takes... coach on TV trying to wave to him. Yeah. That takes some, uh, it's hilarious. takes some dedication to coach your team from a hospital bed. Hats off the Hugh Freeze. Shout out Hugh Freeze. Uh, I read an interesting uh, article about uh, Liberty football in the Washington Post uh, this previous week. It's it's fun. Uh, it's a great story. Uh, re- it's worth reading. I'd go check it out. But uh, we're not talking about Liberty. We're talking about Syracuse and Maryland. And uh, I'm first going to say my prediction here. I like Syracuse here. And it's not just for that ranking number. I like Syracuse a lot as a team. They're probably – I'd call them the second-best team in the ACC. That's not saying uh, much, What do you guys though, think about that, Clemson? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Clemson is obviously – Clemson's obviously the cream of the crop. Yeah, the top dog for sure. They're, yeah, they're in – the, In the whole country. I don't think Clemson – Right? Yeah. There's not a lot of competition in the ACC for Clemson. Yeah. I would say uh, Syracuse, I would say they're the third best team in the ACC. I think Virginia is a dark horse this year. I think they can end up doing well. They looked pretty impressive. Yeah, last I, season. I like UVA too. And UVA had a, a good season last year. They lost to Indiana. Though. Yeah. People forget that. But uh, People forget they lost to Indiana. <laughs> yeah, this Maryland-Syracuse game, Patrick, I disagree with your pick. I got to go with Maryland for okay. um, just the fact that Syracuse are a good team, but I think they're a little too hyped up this season. And, I believe, you know, Maryland – very dangerous team early in the season. You saw it the previous two seasons beating Texas, who they really would have no business beating any other time. And I think they pulled it off again against Syracuse. Um, they are at home, if I'm not mistaken. They and, are. Yeah, it's at uh, you know, it's in college. Park. Yeah, I think this would be one of the best games you'll see this weekend. I think it'll be a close game. I think Maryland, I think they'll win something like similar to how Nevada beat Purdue last week. And um, I think it'll be a good win for Maryland. I think it'll, it'll uh, you know, get get their uh, get the get the wheels turning for the season. And yeah, I like Maryland early in the season. Maryland can pull wins out of nowhere. They did it against Texas the last yeah. two seasons. No joke, early uh, season Maryland. And, uh, no. What do you think, Griffin? Uh, <laughs> um, I have Maryland winning this pick. Ooh! Uh, wow! Yeah. Scorching take. Oh, two two Marylands. Well, I mean, looking at the Howard game, obviously Howard is not something we should be impressed by with the 79 points as Howard is a smaller school in a smaller division. However, with the way I saw Maryland playing and kind of going back to last season too, if they can continue the running game and play the way they did last like against Howard, I honestly think they can pull off like a big upset. Well, I don't know if you guys consider it an upset, but and uh, I think it's an I upset. Call that I an think upset. it's a decently sized upset. Obviously, team, I mean Syracuse so. is ranked uh, a little bit more on Syracuse. Uh, 
they lost who I thought was their most important player last season and their best player, their quarterback, Eric Dungy, coming mm-hmm. into the season. I liked him a lot. He's a backup with the uh, New York Giants now, I think. Uh, a guy to watch on Syracuse, I would say, is uh, we're talking about dual threat running backs, guys who can come out of the backfield and catch passes. A guy named Mo Neal, he's their running back. He ran for 89 yards and a touchdown last week, and he caught 54 yards also. He was their leading receiver last week. Uh, you got to watch him coming out of the backfield. Uh, no matter where he's going, he's always dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, so two of you guys are picking the upset for the home team. And I'm going with uh, the favorite, I guess. I, I haven't seen the line yet. Uh, yeah. I don't know if Syracuse is a betting favorite. I, I would have. They're I would not given that they're playing be. on the road. But, I mean, they probably are given that they're ranked, yeah. that they are by popular opinion, the better team. Yeah, uh, I'm not afraid to be bold, though. That'll be a fun one. I'm interested in that. Uh, I'll try to keep a close eye on it. That could be a part of the pick six if it was not a conference game. I'd say that much. I agree. <laughs> yep. uh, next up, conference game. We have a conference game. We have an interconference game. First of the year. Finally. Yeah. Maryland and Rutgers. Maryland and Rutgers. Read that wrong. The Iowa Hawkeyes, the 20th-ranked Iowa Hawkeyes in the Rutgers Scarlet Knights at Kinnick. You really had you to got. do that. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> well, uh... Griffin? Yeah, go ahead, Griffin. Uh, You're the man. You're the Rucker, dude. You know... Uh, looks like we lost Griffin... But um, Griffin is disconnected. Uh, he's made like Rutgers football and uh, lost his connection. Hey, sorry, back. I just sorry, Griffin's I just back. Hey, Griffin, in the five seconds you were gone, I managed to make a joke about Rutgers football. <laughs> and just like that, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I just got kicked off. But um, <laughs> honestly. I know I try and remain optimistic about Rutgers, and as happy as I was with the performance against the Minutemen of UMass, I don't think they're going to pull it off against Iowa. It's really not that hot of a take. Mm. Iowa is just genuinely the better team. Like, if Rutgers honestly pulls off a win, it's a genuine miracle in Piscataway. Yeah, I mean, I think... uh, It's going to take a not much to be said about this game. I think if Rutgers does pull the upset, it'll be, you know, that'll that's a game changer. That's a season changer for Rutgers. That's a program yeah, changer. Exactly. That's a kidding that's me? a huge win. A conference win on the road at a, at a ranked Iowa. Yeah, Kinnikin's a dangerous. That's place hard to play. for any. That's hard for any team, no matter how good yeah. they are. For a team yeah. like Rutgers quality to win that, that would be massive. Yeah. Even even a you know top five Ohio State team a couple of years ago got destroyed. Off. But, yeah, I mean, it wasn't even close. I think, you know, no matter how good Raheem Blackshear is, I don't think Rutgers has any shot in this game. I think it's going to be a big Iowa win. It's it's kind of – okay, uh, my question here is, bigger win, is this going to be – What's is the score going to be closer or further apart for Iowa than they had against uh, the Red Hawks, Miami, Ohio? Uh, you have to – And that was 38-14. to 14. Uh, I think Iowa's going to win by more. Because this game also means more than the Miami-Ohio game. I'm thinking like 45-7 to 7 Iowa. I, I see that. Wow. I see that. 45-10 maybe. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be yeah, close. I say give Rutgers and if a Rutgers down, does, but, you know, yeah. I'm, I am pulling for Rutgers in this game, though. I would like to see them win. It would be, you know, an absolute upset for the, for the ages. You know, Rutgers football has, you know, been the butt of every joke in the Big Ten for the last however long they've been in the conference. Yeah. So, you know, winning against a ranked Iowa team on the road would just be – it would be huge. It would be huge. I'll say it. Um, I'm not and, uh, underwater. As much as I want to say Rutgers, Iowa is just genuinely going to win. Yeah. Better team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can catch that game on uh, FS1 at noon on Saturday afternoon. Uh, so, uh, our next game here. Here's a team that squeaked out a win, kinda. Well, a game that I would say is closer than the score suggests, and that was Michigan against East Tennessee or Middle Tennessee, rather. Don't disrespect uh, my boys, the Blue Raiders. Those are my no. guys. Blue Raiders, yeah. Dang. Uh, Michigan, uh, 
showed a little bit of early season rust, uh, but they, they got along and they won. They did their job at the big house. Uh, they, they took care of business. Uh, this week, they're respecting the troops on Fox at noon. They play Army. Big noon kickoff. The yeah. Black. Will Michigan respect the troops and let them win? That is the question. No. I think yeah. uh, in my preseason I think picks, it'd be close. I, I was looking at this game and the Ohio State-Cincinnati game thinking either Ohio State or Michigan will lose this week. And I, you know, I'm not going to go against my boys at Ohio State, so I picked, obviously, I'm going to pick Michigan to lose. But looking at how Michigan played. Oh, you're actually going to do it? No. Looking at how, how Army okay. played against Rice last week, they made a failing Rice team look way better than they, than they should be. And, yeah. you know, I, I just have trouble picking Army in this game. I think Michigan will pull it off. Maybe Army will give them, give them some trouble in the first half, but. I mean, I don't think they'll be able to handle Michigan in the big house. I think Michigan wins this one by about 14 points. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think Army. It'll, it'll be Sorry. close for a quarter or two. It's going to be one of those. It's going to be, ooh, looks like Army's keeping it close with Michigan. Go Better go take a look at that. And then you take a look, and then suddenly it's 21-7 to Michigan, and the game is out of I here. don't know. I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. Okay. I mean, I can see it. I yeah. respect that. I'd like to because, see it. That'd be fun. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I know this is, like, the main example I go to, but, like, Army, they almost beat Oklahoma last year. I know they made Rice look a lot better than they were um, this year. However, if you look back at last year, you still got to remember that they forced a ranked Oklahoma team, or two years ago, a ranked Oklahoma team into an overtime and only lost well, Army, by a touchdown. Army was also a much better team last year. They had a good record, and they beat the brakes off of, uh, I believe it was Houston, who they played in their bowl game. And I yeah, think they're just they not did. as good this season. But, I mean, maybe they just had, you know, mm-hmm. maybe they're just too rusty week one. But I guess we'll find out yeah, at noon. The, the service academies, they always play hard. They do. They are always a tough beat, all of them. But I think it's Michigan across the board yep. here. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, West Point. Uh, whole lot of respect for you guys, but don't think you're pulling it off. Uh, next up, here's here's a game with a guy who used to coach at this Big Ten school, but now he's at an AAC school. It's former Ohio State assistant Luke Fickle. My man. And the Cincinnati Bearcats heading to the shoe, heading to Columbus to take on the fifth-ranked Buckeyes. Now – uh, this is a little bit of a, a little bit of news personally for me. I'm going to be in Ohio during this game. I'm actually, I have to go to Akron on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon for a wedding. So, uh, on Saturday watching games will be tough for me, but I will do my best to keep posted and watch what I can watch replays on the, on the drive home, watch, uh, watch highlights, read recaps, that sort of deal. But hoping I don't have to deal with a whole lot of, uh, Buckeye traffic in Columbus when I'm making my way out to Akron uh, for the wedding. Uh, this game, I think, is going to be a whole lot of fun. I am really excited for this one. I've had this one circle on my calendar, uh, metaphorically, of course. Uh, I don't have an actual calendar with these games <laughs> listed on it. <laughs> uh, since I saw the schedule at the beginning of the season. And Cincinnati probably is one of the better teams in G5. Not just one of the better. They're one of the best teams in G5. Like, they're up there with the UCFs of the world. Yeah. What do you think about Cincinnati? Um, I think that this game, uh, it's number five versus an unranked team. I think this should be a ranked matchup. I think Cincinnati should be in the top 25. Really? Because they finished last season ranked number 24 in the poll, and they really haven't shown any signs of stopping uh, the, the success they had. They beat UCLA week one for the second year in a row. And I think this is a game that's being overlooked by many uh, OSU fans and a lot of analysts as well. Um, you know they they couldn't they couldn't get over the hump of UFC last se- or UCF last season on the road, but they still had a pretty good eleven and two record, and they got a good bowl win against Virginia Tech last season. And yeah, yeah, and that Virginia Tech team was they're, good. yeah they're going to return seven offensive starters, and one of them is redshirt sophomore dual threat quarterback Desmond Ritter. This is a guy who uh, his stats really speak for himself. Last season he had sixty two point four completion percentage. 
20 touchdowns and only five interceptions, 2,445 pass yards, and a 146.4 QBR, all in his freshman wow. season. I think he's only going to improve. And the fact that he's a dual-threat quarterback is not a good sign for the Ohio State defense. I think this game is going to be a shootout. They've had trouble with uh, a lot of those guys. Yeah, I think this game – Indiana's Xander Diamond comes to mind. Yeah, in this game, I, it'll be a shootout because talking about Ritter's passing stats, that doesn't even mention the fact that he's a very fast quarterback and uh, you know he can run, he can hand the ball off too. they got a good running back in Michael Warren II. Um, and – Cincinnati's not afraid to do trickery either. They often go for it on short fourth downs, and they can pull out, you know, a lot of, you know, crazy trick plays. And so I think this is a game that's that's going to be overlooked by a lot of people. This game will give Ohio State trouble. In the end, I see Ohio State winning by about 10, but I think this game will be high scoring. I think they're going to score each team into the 30s and 40s. Yeah, uh, Cincinnati's oh. no joke. And uh, I don't want to tie this too much in to my team, to Indiana, but I feel like if Ohio State loses this game, then they're going to come next week and just beat the absolute living hell out of Indiana. I agree. But I think if Indiana, or if Ohio State, rather, uh, you know, beats up on Cincinnati this week, they're going to go in a little overconfident into IU, and uh, we'll see what happens. That is what we do. Uh, And uh, also, uh another thing that Cincinnati didn't mention is in their practice facility, they have a huge clock. That's counting down to the Ohio State game with a big sign that says beat wow. Ohio State. So it's not like these guys have a lack of motivation at all. So I yeah, no, definitely do not sleep on the Bearcats. It's it's not a rivalry, yeah. though. I do still have Ohio it's State. It's not a rivalry. Out, it's just an in-state game. Yeah. I think Ohio State's going to win, too. But uh, you have no idea how happy you would see me make me to see Cincinnati win this because, like – there's just something about the G5 team beating – David beating Goliath, yeah. you know? Yeah. There's something about that. And I know we are a Big Ten-centric podcast, and I'm not trying to offend any Ohio State fans out there. But when you see a team like that, the little brother in the state, beating the big boy, there's there's something about it that's just – it's kind of special. You know? Yeah. I see that. Yeah. Especially if, when Ohio State is Ohio State and it's such a big deal. Yeah, if this was Oklahoma uh, or something we're talking about, I'm definitely rooting for Cincinnati, but can't like, go against my yeah, Buckeyes. If it, if it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one more question. Do you consider Nippert a soccer or a football stadium? I think it's a, amazing as, as both. You know, I think FC Cincinnati's it got is a, a great soccer yeah, venue. I think FC Cincinnati's got a great yeah. thing going on, but, you know, obviously. Shout out, to, shout out to Columbus Crew and uh, the Crew Supporters Union for taking over in Cincy last week for uh, the Hell is Real Derby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Buckeyes across the board? Yep. Yeah. All right. Oh, Not H. a whole lot of dissenting opinion on that. Oh, no. Uh, well, here's a here's a game I'm, I'm excited to talk about. Who, 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 Hoosiers? The Rock Memorial Stadium, 3.30 on BTN. They're taking on the Panthers of Eastern Illinois. Uh, IU against an FCS team. You got to take care of business. You do. You're not winning nine games without beating Eastern Illinois. I would, Eastern yeah. Illinois, they're, they're in the Ohio Valley, which is one of the, one of the best conferences in all FCS football. Uh, shout out Murray State. I don't know much. My team. In the yeah, OVC. Murray State. Jo- shout, out, shout out to John Moran. Exactly. <laughs> My boy. He's playing for Memphis, too. So, um, yeah. not a big basketball fan, but that is the Tennessee team. So, ja. got to show some love. Where is Ja? Where is Ja? Where is he? Let <laughs> <laughs> I me mean, uh, Fire Festival. Oh. Ja rule. <laughs> oh. Uh, Anyway, let's talk about Indiana football instead of Fire Festival. Actually, I'm going to talk about Fire Festival because, uh, unrelated, did you guys see the picture of Jacoby Brissett giving an interview in a Fire Festival t-shirt? I did not. (laughs) (laughs) The Colts tweeted it, and I I thought it was just the funniest thing. You know, this dude went from backup quarterback to starting, and he's, you know, getting media attention for his Fire Festival shirt now. Just, just, Just so funny, I think. Uh, now let's talk about IU football, because uh, that was technically an Indiana football thing, Colts. But uh, IU's going to win this week. They're going to beat Eastern Illinois, and I don't think it's going to be close. I think we're going to see 
a little bit of Jack Tuttle, backup quarterback coming in, and a little bit of Peyton Ramsey, the former starter, coming in to play. And Samson James will get a whole lot of touches instead of Stevie Scott because IU's just going to be up by a ton and they aren't going to need to play the starters anymore. And Samson James is a big running back recruit out of Avon, Indiana, a suburb of Indianapolis, uh, four-star. Flipped his commitment from Ohio State to Indiana, which was a huge deal. Uh, he's a good player, so he'll get a lot of touches this week. And I expect to see backup quarterbacks. Mike Penix will probably play the first half, and then if Indiana's up by 21-plus, he'll see the bench. Yeah. yeah hopefully he's not going to get uh, hurt against East Illinois. Yeah, uh, they, that's the thing. When you're playing an FCS team, risking injury is such a big big deal because you don't want to play the guys against you know, a team you're already going to beat. Your backups are better than their starters already. Like, yeah. You, you don't need you them. Don't. You don't need them. You don't need to risk the injury to your, to your guys. Fact. So it's also fun to get a look at some of the freshmen and some of the guys who you don't get to see in a week-in, week-out basis, right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to have the Hoosiers across the board. Yeah, it's a game you can only say so much about. I think it's the guy you win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a little side note on this. I got an email from the admissions office at IU. Oh, boy. Uh, telling me, claim your free tickets for the IU Eastern Illinois game. Come down to Bloomington and claim your free tickets. And uh, if I wasn't going to that wedding in uh, in Northeast Ohio this weekend, I would very much be going to that game for free. I'll, I'll say that now. Well, at least you get to see LeBron. Oh, wait, he's in L.A. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, LeBron's still uh, one of the few things Akron's got going for it. Yeah. That and, like, Goodyear tires, right? They got the I Promise School, so. The Shout Promise out school? I Promise School. St. Vincent St. Mary's High School. Uh, LeBron's alma mater. Uh, what else does Akron have? They have a team that lost to another team we're going to talk about right now. What a great transition. Yes. They had the Akron Zips who lost to Illinois last week, and it wasn't close. I think it was, what, 42 to 10, 42 to 3, something like that. Uh, 49-3, This week, Illinois – it was it was a blowout, regardless, in uh, Cham- in Urbana-Champaign. Uh, and that was the Akron Zips losing to the Illinois Fighting Illini. And this week, Illinois, 3.30 p.m. on CBS Sports Network, heads out to the great state of Connecticut to take on the Huskies. And this would have been a great basketball game 15 years ago. But this is football in 2019, and this is going to be an absolute, you know, clown fest. Like, these teams aren't good. Well, Illinois... Illinois impressed me last week, I'll say. I still don't think they're very good. And if you, I'm going to call the Power Six the Power Six right now, but I don't know if the Power Six is a real thing or not. If you consider the Power Six a real thing, UConn is the worst team in the Power Six. They are just horrible at football. <laughs> Thoughts? Hmm. No. UConn football is just bad. It is bad. It is very bad. There is a reason why, you know, UConn is celebrating moving back to the Big East this and uh, next year. They're like, oh, we're going back to the Big East. It's where we belong. It's because and the Big East doesn't have a football conference, at least in FBS. And the reason why they're still excited about that is because football doesn't matter at UConn because they're horrible at it. Yeah. <laughs> they are very much not a football school. Uh, they won't be in the American next year in football. I think they'll be an independent. I could be wrong on that, though. And, uh, well, the basketball program is coming back. I like Coach Harley a lot. I can say that. And uh, their women's basketball team is great. Anybody have any thoughts on this game other than Illinois is probably going to win? Before the preseason, I had like I just had no hope in the fight in uh, Illini or Illini. I don't know how to pronounce it. Illini. 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 Say Il- it with me. Illini. Illini. Okay. So I didn't really. There it is. Yeah, I didn't have much hope in the fight in Illini, and I originally had yeah. the uh, Huskies winning, but after watching the Illinois Akron game. It's giving me a tiny bit more hope. 
And I'm just going to switch to Illinois. That Illinois doesn't let me down in this game. Mm -hmm. Because I originally had UConn, and if I switch this pick, things aren't just going to look good for Illini. Mm -hmm. Reed? Reed, are you there? Reed. All right. Reed Reed is not there. (laughs) All right. Uh, I am assuming Reed would pick Illinois, though, because I think he knows, just as I do, that UConn football is a joke. The last good player they had was Donald Brown, and that was 10 years ago. Uh. Well, I think we're going to wait a minute for Reed to come back. Oh, there we go. Uh, Reed, Reed's back. Reed is back. Reed, yes, Reed I'm there. here. I apologize yeah, for the sorry. technical difficulties, Reed. Uh, we were just finishing talking about Illinois and UConn. I'm guessing you're going to pick yeah, Illinois. Yeah, I got Illinois in this one. I wasn't expecting a lot from them this season, but I think their week one game against Akron went probably about as well as it could have possibly gone. And uh, Agreed, yeah. You know, I think they're, they're looking a lot better this year than they did last year. I think they shouldn't have any trouble this week. No, they not a bit. And even though this is a road game, it's in it's in Connecticut. Uh, they'll be fine. There is no home field advantage for UConn football. No, there is not. The way they have for basketball or women's basketball. Uh, but let's talk about a little bit more interesting of a game: an old Big Twelve rivalry. Neither of those teams are in the Big Twelve anymore, but this is an old school football rivalry out in Boulder this week. The twenty fifth ranked Nebraska Cornhuskers. Taking on the Colorado Buffaloes, the Buffs and the Huskers. This is this is a rivalry that I think gets overlooked a lot in college football. This in its heyday, Colorado and Nebraska was a huge rivalry. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this game uh, it'll be interesting to keep your eyes on. Not necessarily interesting in the fact that Nebraska is really threatened to lose this game. I think Nebraska should win. But not necessarily, not necessarily by a large amount. I think it'll be interesting to see how they come back. Not particularly impressive game against South Alabama and dropping in the in the polls to number twenty five. Um, but you know, there's not there's a lot of unknown about this game. But I do say, I will say, I'll have Nebraska winning it. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna have a little bit of a dissenting opinion on that. I think I'm gonna go with Colorado Ooh, here. Hot. Yeah. I don't know if that's a spicy take or not. And I think Nebraska is still the best team in the West, and I think Nebraska is going to win the Western division. Uh, but with that being said, I think, number one, playing on the road in Boulder, ticket prices for this game are expensive because Colorado fans don't like Nebraska. They don't like Nebraska one bit, and it is going to be a hostile environment in Boulder. It's going to be tough for them to play in. Uh, that's not the only reason. I don't think Colorado is like a great team or anything. Like They're fine. They play in a beautiful stadium. Uh, the views from there are awesome. If you've ever seen pictures of it, that's completely unrelated, but uh, I just felt like mentioning it. Uh, I don't think Colorado is a great team this year, but I think they're going to have a ton of energy for this game. Similarly to what you were read, what you were saying about Cincinnati and Ohio state, Cincinnati, you know, they've kind of been counting down the days and they've been, they've had this one marked on their calendar forever about, okay, this is the time we're going to be playing Ohio state. And for Colorado, it's, we're playing Nebraska. This is going to be – this has got to be the one for us. We have to win against Nebraska. It is – it's going to be a really interesting atmosphere in the stadium, and I think Colorado is going to have a lot of buzz around them going into this. And I think this is the game where Nebraska – I don't think South Alabama was the one. I think South Alabama, they kind of – they slept walk through South Alabama, and Colorado – it's going to be a wake-up call for Nebraska. They're going to be like, okay, we have to do something or else we're going to have another lost season. And Scott Frost is going to be going from, uh, you know, everything's going to be good in Lincoln to a little bit of a, okay, we better we better pick our, up the pace or uh, we're losing to Colorado. So you think that, um, that Nebraska is going to have rough game in South Alabama, lost to Colorado, and be able to jump and be able to bounce back from that? I think this is the wake-up okay. call. I think a loss to Colorado is the wake-up call. And if the wake-up call doesn't come this week, it'll come in the coming weeks. I think they're going to have a loss that just kind of makes them realize, okay, we got to get our, you know what, together. Yeah, so, uh, so say you're all right about this game. Colorado does pull off the home upset. 
how long do you think it'll take Nebraska mm-hmm. to get back to, into the top twenty-five and into you know serious contention for you know being a good team? Uh, if they beat Ohio State, sorry, what did you say? I couldn't hear you. If if they can beat Ohio State, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I see that. And I, I, I do think they're going to beat Ohio State this season. I, I think I'm on the record saying yeah. that. I think that you is are. going to be Ohio State's nighttime loss against the Big Ten West opponent. Uh, Griffin, what do you think happens in Boulder this week? Hmm? Griffin, uh, oh, you there? Yeah, sorry, sorry. I was just – all right. Honestly – Happens, man. Yeah. Um. So – I'm going to have to agree with Patrick on this, and I have the Buffs beating the Huskers ah. this week. Um, Pat, I agree Watch with your take. points on the fact that – yeah. Um, I agree on your take that this will be the wake-up call, but also you have to realize Colorado is a different environment, and uh, what's called the altitude, yeah, the altitude. The altitude could possibly affect the Huskers. That is true. Very true. If I'm and uh, I haven't paid much attention to uh, Nebraska's practices this week or anything, but I assume Scott Frost is a great coach. I assume he's, you know, prepping the team for playing in altitude. Yeah, I would say he probably, probably would be. Like, that's what – I know NBA and NFL teams, when they're playing the Broncos or the Nuggets, they'll, they'll do a little bit of altitude training. And uh, so I assume uh, Scott Frost has got the Huskers doing that. Given the you know the intense practices he had him doing over the summer, yeah, but I hope to see this rivalry come back. Yeah, this is a fun rivalry. I, I like this a lot. Old Big Twelve. Now we just need Nebraska and Texas to play again. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, me and Griff going with uh, the upset buffs and uh, uh, re. <laughs> I blanked for a second. I don't know how. I'm not on your name on the on the Huskers. The Huskers are the pick yes. for Reed. How did I forget that Nebraska's the Huskers? I don't know. Blame ah, blame gosh. the brain. Blame the brain. Yeah, slip of the mind. Uh, yeah. So that's it. That's three thirty on Fox nationwide. Uh, next up, another ranked team, seventeen Wisconsin, Camp Randall taking on the Chippewas of Central Michigan. Three thirty on BTN. Do we need any further discussion on this? We had a pretty in-depth conversation about Wisconsin's offense last week with Tommy. And you can go listen to episode three. That's up on Spotify right now. It's our week one recap. Uh, we talked with Tommy Devine, a little divine intervention. That's what we're going to start calling it when Tommy comes on. Uh, a little fun little uh, title for that. Uh, we talked a lot about Wisconsin's offense and about the changes and the dynamics of that offense and uh, what they've lost at offensive line coming into this season. Uh, so I don't think we need to go too in-depth on Wisconsin because I think we all believe that they're going to win against CMU this week. Yeah. Yeah. But I think something to keep your eye on is uh, Jack Cohn. Will he be able to, you know, <laughs> to come back after having a not-so-great week last week against South Florida? Will he be able to hit those passes that he needs to be hitting to be a Big Ten quarterback? Yeah. A not so great week where they also won by seven touchdowns. True, that is true. But uh, yeah, yeah, he does he does what is needed of him. Yeah. I'll say that. But will they need more? I don't think so. I I don't think they're going to need more this week. Not this week, but uh, at some point in the season, maybe. Any any other thoughts on Michigan and uh, Central Michigan and uh, whiskey? That's all I got. No. Okay. Yeah, it was constant across the board there. Uh, switch your direction, different directional Michigan, Western Michigan. The Broncos head to East Lansing. They're playing Michigan State, 19th ranked Spartans at Spartan Stadium. Similar situation on here. I, I don't think we need to talk about this one too in depth. This is uh, 7:30 in Big Ten Network. Michigan State's going to beat Central or Western rather. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think Sparty will roll over them. I think their de- their defense is just it's just too good for Western Michigan to handle. It's lethal. They have a lethal defense. Yeah, yeah. The Spartans and uh, maybe maybe in the uh, maybe next week in the recap 
we can uh, go over some defensive highlights for Michigan State because uh, I guarantee you there will be a, a bunch of them coming out of coming out of the Western game. Okay, so uh, Michigan State across the board for us there. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, we've got a little Maxion, little Maxion, Max Buffalo, uh, the U- New- the University of New York at Buffalo, not in Buffalo or of Buffalo. It's at Buffalo. SUNY Buffalo. Yes. Taking on Penn State in uh in Pennsylvania. Number fifteen Penn State. Penn State is going to win this, but Buffalo is still a pretty decent team, I think. Yeah. Buffalo isn't they were an all right basketball school back in the day, but they oh. they had a good basketball team that last year. No. Uh their coach, Nate Oates, he's going to Alabama though. And uh what was the name of their best player? Uh they had a guy who I really, really liked last season. Uh, it's going to come to me in the next uh, couple seconds. I can't. It's just going to hit me out of nowhere. Uh, keep talking, though. C.J. Massenburg, that's his name. C.J. Massenburg, I was a huge fan of his. Uh, one of my favorite players in all college basketball last season. He was great. And Buffalo beat Arizona in the tournament in basketball. Uh, and in football, they've had Khalil Mack. Yes. So Huge. Huge guy. But, yeah. You know, the, that's – that's something. I genuinely uh, can't Buffalo, remember the last time Buffalo was good. For, well, they're always a de- they're always a decent MAC team. Like they're they're never a, a total joke, right? Or am I am I getting confused? Am I just mixing up all of their successes in basketball with football? Who knows? Regardless, Penn I, State's I winning. don't. Penn State is going to win. You are absolutely right about that. Oh uh, yeah, and just one more thing. To say about Penn State is on the last episode, I was talking about the running back Ricky Slade. How I thought he looked like Saquon Barkley. I was actually mistaken. Uh, I was thinking of Devin Ford. He's the uh, he's a freshman running back oh, at Penn State, and um, that yeah, guy. He, he's yeah. probably yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked really good. Yeah, I didn't correct you on the name because I, I thought I had it wrong. That guy was good. Yeah, and yeah. I think. Um, He's not going to see a lot of the field this season. He's like about, you know, third string running back at Penn State. But um, I think he's got a lot of potential. He's only a freshman, and he showed some good signs in the first week game against Idaho. I think the only thing he needs to improve on, he just needs to have more speed, and he'll be lethal. You know, he was able to break for a he'll long touchdown run against Idaho. He'll get that with experience. He'll get, he'll get quicker on the field. Yeah. And uh, I bet he'll get a lot of touches this week against uh, the Bulls. Yeah, probably. And uh, I think we've all we've all got Penn State this week. Yeah. 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 Now here's another good one. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. When Power Five teams go on the road to play G five teams, I think that's fun. I love it. Just as a spectacle, it's cool to see. You know, those usually it's a smaller stadium packed with, you know, a lot of fans there to see. Oh, are they going to pull off the upset against the big boys? Uh, this week we've got the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Reed Murray's. Favorite team. Yeah. Favorite team to love on. Not his favorite team, but his uh, his golden boys, his golden yeah, gophers. Nine win. And they're, <laughs> they're heading he, – he thinks they're winning nine games in the Western Yeah, Division. I got a I'll note about uh, nine win Minnesota, nine win Minnesota, nine yeah. win men, whatever you want to call it. Uh, last yeah. night – Stealing Crimson Corey's bits, yeah. but okay. So last <laughs> night uh, – they're playing, they're playing Fresno yeah. State, I forgot to mention. And that is going to be uh, in Fresno, 10.30 p.m. CBS SN. Reed, go off. So last night, this may sound like I'm making this up, but I, I swear to you I'm not. Last night I had a dream where Minnesota did the unthinkable. They lost six regular season games. And I'm not going to lie, I was devastated. I was humiliated. I had to go on the podcast and talk about how I was wrong about Minnesota. And you know, my Six brother months. was making making fun of me for thinking Minnesota was going to be good. It was, <laughs> it was horrible, and I never felt so relieved to wake up. And um, I think, you know, I got a lot riding on Minnesota this year. I got my pride riding in the Golden Gophers. But this game against Fresno State, it, it would not devastate me to see them lose because this is actually – I actually predicted them to lose this game in, uh, in the preseason episode. So, That's right. So you did. I, I remember. think they can still get nine wins even if they lose this one. 
you know, some people might talk about, you know, how I was wrong about Minnesota or whatever, but this would not send me into panic mode. And I am going to change my pick. I'm actually going to go with Minnesota this week because Fresno State didn't, just didn't show me a lot last week against USC. Now USC, uh, you know, no one really knows how good they are yet this season. They could be really good. They could be really bad. And it's sort of a question mark. But Fresno State on the road in the Coliseum didn't look too impressive. Now this week, of course, they'll be at home at a 10.30 night matchup. That's only 9.30 Central for me. So I will stay up to watch that game to uh, support the Golden Gophers. Uh, I'll probably be in the car on the way back from Akron. So uh, I'll be able to check it out. I got faith. And I got Minnesota taking this one in a close game. Yeah. uh, Speaking of not seeing a lot from a team last week, that's how I feel about Minnesota. And I think travel, uh, time zones, uh, and playing on the road against a smaller school where there is a lot of pressure on you to, to win, I think that's going to get the best of them, and I think Minnesota drops this one. Uh, similarly to what happened to Purdue last week, I think we're going to see a situation uh, kind of like Would that. not surprise me. Not, a, not one bit. No, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if Fresno didn't win. Because I don't think Fresno State's all that good. Oh, they're but, they're really good. They had a uh, they play in a good conference. They had a really good record last season. Well, the Mountain West is a good conference, but did they really? I, I, I believe they they only lost about two games. I, mean, I know they played. Can you play I know me? they played the uh, Mountain well, West Championship. What I'm saying is they aren't very. They didn't impress me against USC. Oh last yeah, I, I didn't look great against USC. USC. Yeah. And USC, that's what I'm yeah, talking. Yeah, about. I got you. And USC didn't impress me either. Like that game should have been way way more out of hand than it was, but. I feel like this is just going to be kind of one of those black magic games where Fresno just does something crazy and happens to beat Purdue because, or Purdue, uh, Minnesota rather, uh, because I was going to talk about Purdue. I don't think Nevada is going to be a spectacular team this season, but they beat Purdue and they just had everything going in their favor. And I think that's going to be a similar situation for uh, Fresno this week. Yeah, I think it's a real toss up game. I feel like you can just flip a coin to decide the winner of this one. Mm hmm. A lot of, a lot of in, intriguing uh, potential on both sides of this pick. Griffin? I can see this game going either way, like you guys said, but if you put something to my head and said pick a team, I would, I'm just going to go with the safe bet and say the Gophers. However, I will not be shocked okay. to see the Bulldogs winning. Yeah, no. This is one worth watching. This is a game worth keeping a close eye on. If uh, if you've got the endurance to stay up all night for it, then uh, all the power to you. Because it's, it's going to be at 1030 at night here on the East Coast. Uh, and that is it for conference games this week. No, no game this week from uh, Northwestern. I think that's the only team not playing this week is Northwestern. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um... Northwestern's on by. Let me check. I believe you're correct. Yeah, it is Northwestern, only team who has a bye week. Just Northwestern, yeah, because they play UNLV next week. Running Rebels. Uh, Rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's it. That is our Big Ten predictions for this week. But that is not it, it, because we also have the pick six, and that's why I'm here. Six games for you to keep an eye on this week. We're each going to give a prediction for the games. And I'm going to tell you why you should watch these games this weekend. Even though I might not be able to watch these games because I'll be at a wedding. Weddings in football season. Don't do it. Just say no. But, you know, I'm going anyway, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm excited for it. That being said, I'm going to still keep an eye on these games. And my first game in the pick six this week, this is an easy one, A&M at Clemson. It's number 12 against number one. This is going to be a lot of fun. Clemson won last week, or last year when these two teams met. Or was it, it two was years ago? I think it was last year. It was last season, field. yeah, in a college station, yeah. Uh, I think Clemson is going to win this, but and I think Clemson wins handily because I think Clemson is way better than AM, but I still think AM is a very, very, very good team, and this should not, you know, ruin their season or anything. I still think AM goes like nine and three, eight and four. Yeah, I think this game. I think if it was being played at AM, AM would win because I don't think uh, that. Okay, well. I guess we agree, disagree, but I maybe this will be a potential read option topic. I think Trevor Lawrence is an overrated quarterback, but the fact that they can rely on Travis Etienne, yeah. uh, I think that'll push Clemson over the line. And they'll win this one. Yeah, 
this game is being held at Memorial Stadium, correct? Or is it being held in college? Yeah, it's, it's in Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. It's in South Carolina. Okay, well, with that being in the uh, in the air, I'm going to say Clemson just because they have the home advantage. If they were playing in uh, Kyle Field, or yeah, it's Kyle Field, correct? Yeah, or is that Northwestern? Kyle Field College Station, Texas. Absolutely. Okay, I, I just get that in Northwestern confused with Ryan. Ryan Field, singular dude name. <laughs> yeah, but um, if this was at Kyle Field and College Station. I genuinely don't think Clemson would win because have you ever seen videos of Kyle Field? The crazy scene I have. It is one of the most Texas A and M is a cult. It is a cult. Yeah, it's like Death Valley. (laughs) Yeah, I've been to a game at LSU. It's nuts. Uh, But uh, A and M, I mean Clemson won there last year, so that's all I'm gonna say. I think Clemson will win this this year, too. Uh, my next game. Now, here's a game that I'm not picking because it's going to be good football. Here's a game that I'm picking because of the meme potential. The fighting Mormons of BYU make, making my pick six for a second straight week. Uh, They're heading to Knoxville to take on the Tennessee Volunteers, who, need we remind you, lost to Georgia State. And I'm picking BYU in this one because I think it, it just goes downhill for Tennessee. And it is you, you hate to Tennessee it. I made the joke last week, and I'm going to say it again because I think it's funny. And if Tennessee loses again, if they lose, I'll, I'll have a hearty laugh. And read. Read, you're our Tennessean. What do you um, have to say? As much as I detest the Tennessee Vols, um, I can't imagine them losing a bad game for a second week in a row. Um, I think their season will go downhill, but I think they funny. can beat BYU. BYU is not that good of a team, in my opinion. So They're, They aren't, but neither yeah, is Tennessee. Yeah, that's true. But I, I think Tennessee will pull away. I think it will be a close one. And there but, is going to be no home field advantage for this game because the fans are deflated after losing to Georgia. Honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't pat, put it past UT fans to still be talking trash before this game because that's what they do. Um, you know, week one every season, they're talking about having to go into the natty. Once it gets to about week five and they're bad, they start talking about Peyton Manning for the 20th consecutive year. So they don't even temper their expectations. Like, okay, music. Exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them to, you know, be talking a lot. And so, yeah, I think Tennessee still has a good atmosphere for this game. Okay. Griffin pick. I know nothing about BYU. I just know that they're genuine. They're genuinely just not the greatest team. I just have hope in the Volunteers. I feel that the Georgia State game was a fluke, and I think Tennessee can do a lot better. I have hope that Tennessee loses because it would be hilarious. Comedy gold. I would love that too Comedy as a Vandy gold. fan and a Volhater. Yeah, oh, it would be great. Great. Uh, next up, game three. This is probably one of the biggest games of the whole season. LSU at Texas – in Austin. I'm picking Texas in this one simply because of home field advantage in Sam Ellinger. Picks. Um, I think Texas is a very good team this year, but I think LSU... Texas is dangerous. I think LSU is just slightly better, and I think they'll be able to squeak out a win. I think Texas has an amazing atmosphere and an amazing quarterback, but I don't think they can pull yeah. it off. I think it'll be... Uh, similar to the LSU A&M game last year, I don't think it'll go into seven overtimes, but I think it'll be a crazy close one to come down the wire, and I got LSU winning. Yeah. Okay, as somebody who has paid attention to LSU football for a while uh, due to familial reasons and uh, family connections to the program, LSU always has a little bit of – they're a little overrated this season. They're not as good as they've been in years past. I'll say that. Okay. I don't think they're very good sure this thing. year. But – I like Texas in this one, mostly because of home field advantage. If this was in Baton Rouge at Tiger Stadium, Death Valley, different opinion, but it's not. It's in Austin. Give me the give me the horns. Yeah. What's got, Griffin? Yeah, I'm just gonna say uh, I have the horns going up again. I think it's gonna be a close game, maybe an overtime, two overtimes, but I genuinely think Texas will win by. Maybe a field goal. I, I think it's going to be extremely close. I don't think it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, this will be. That'll be a good one. Uh, next up, I have the Canes, Miami. 
heading to Chapel Hill to play North Carolina. North Carolina looked really good last week against South Carolina. I'll say that. Mac is back. UNC football is back. And Miami looked a little shaky against Florida. I'm picking uh, I'm picking the heels this week. Wow. I liked what I saw last week. I, I like Mac Brown. I think Miami starts 0-2. And oh. North Carolina, it's in Chapel Hill. It's in Chapel Hill. So, um, Patrick, I got to uh, disagree with you on this one. And you said UNC football's back, but I mean, honestly, back to what? Like they're gonna they're getting better this season. That's very true. Okay, but yeah. um, and Mac Brown's back is what yeah. It is. And Miami, they did show some <laughs> some uh, some worrisome shaky, signs, shaky signs last week, especially yeah. with the fact that late in the game, Florida just blitzed every single play, and Miami couldn't seem to figure out how they how they kept getting stopped. They can't def- defend the blitz, which I think USC, UNC mm-hmm. will will realize, but. I still got the U in this one. I don't think UNC will be able to overpower them and get a second straight upset. Talent's just going to win out, you think? I think so. Mm-hmm. Griffin? Um, I honestly, again, so this is another team. I don't really know enough about the Tar Heels. I just know they're. I know them more as a basketball school. I, but looking, Of course. Yeah. Um, but looking back at Miami and uh, UNC, and seeing the ways they played last week, I think it's going to be by a touchdown like Miami. Okay. Uh, my next game, here's one I'm not picking for football reasons, but because of kind of meme value again. Uh, if you recall last year, Virginia Tech was ranked in the first week of the season, and they lost to Old Dominion at home. They play Old Dominion at home Ooh. again. I think Virginia Tech is going to win. I think they have a chip on their shoulder. But I just felt the need to remind people that Virginia Tech lost to an FCS team already. No, no, the Old, Old Dominion's FBS. They <laughs> they play in Conference USA. They're FBS. They play now? Conference USA, yeah. Oh. But still, not huh. a prestigious program. That's the I, biggest win Old Dominion's ever had. You know what? Can I say this? Go ahead. My point is proven about how terrible that loss was, given that I didn't even know they were an FBS. Team. <laughs> That's what I'll say, and I, I think VT will win this. But yeah, I'd love to see the jokes. They uh, get um they get made if if recycled. Old Dominion wins, but I don't see it happening the second time in a row. Oh, it'd be so funny! Like Lightning Maryland beating twice. Texas two years in a row, or yeah. a little bit of a self roast. Indiana losing to IPFW in basketball two years Ouch. in a row. Yeah, that that hurt. I'm I'm guessing we all have VT there. Yep. Yeah, the Hokies. Oh, yeah. Last one. Uh, this might be one of my favorites of the week. It's a rivalry, I guess. Stanford and USC in Ooh, LA. Interesting. This is a hard one because, you know, it's at the Coliseum. But Stanford is probably the better team of the two. Yeah. I'm picking USC because it's at the Coliseum, and I think that USC fans and media people are going to overreact after this one and say, USC football's back. They beat a ranked Stanford team. They're back. They're back, everybody. Uh, everybody forget about how terrible things are. We're back. Yeah, I think this USC team is, uh, as I said earlier, it's a team that you can't really conclude much about after week one. There's still a lot of question marks. But I mm-hmm. think I think no matter the location, USC wins just because of atmosphere because they're going to have, you know, I think they're going to have a lot of fans going out this game. It's going to be a really cool atmosphere. And if it was in, um, yeah, Palo if it was in Palo Alto, I think Stanford, or I think, yeah, I think Stanford would still lose because of the lack of an atmosphere they have there. I mean, there was nobody there last week for the Northwestern game. I think, I think that USC could feed my off guess that. Was, okay, my theory was I haven't checked like the, the schedule for Stanford classes or whatever. My theory was that they weren't on campus yet, students. I mean, even because I know at least, I know somebody going to Northwestern. I know Northwestern, the team they played, hadn't started school yet. I mean, even, so, even with that, too. it's still an embarrassing showing they had. That and Bay Area traffic is, you know, impossible. So I don't blame them. I don't blame them if, if unless students were on campus and I'm oblivious to it, then I, I blame them and I say, yeah, you should have gone to the game and you should have supported your team in a victory over a good team. And your team is good too, Stanford. So, Griffin, what, what's your take on this game? Let's get back on track. <laughs> Honestly. I only had Stanford really winning last game because I, I didn't have a lot of hope in Northwestern.
Western. I've made that clear in posts and in podcasts. Infamously, yes. Infamously, yeah. yes. So I'm going to go with the Trojans on this. I don't have a lot of hope in the Cardinal either. I just, it's just Northwestern. After, before watching them play, I just, I don't know. I just don't have good feelings for Northwestern. So that's the only reason I picked Stanford over them. Yeah. I personally think Northwestern will figure it out. And uh, Stanford, on the other hand, I think they showed a lot of signs of weakness. But, you know, they pulled it out last week. And I don't think they picked this one up. But I still think they won seven or eight games. Uh, Well, we're going to see with that. And I think that's going to wrap it up for our show today. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Go follow us on our Instagram and Twitter feeds. Uh, We're on Instagram at the first and 10, spell it all out. And uh, on Twitter at first and one G. Uh, thank you again for listening. I know I'm sounding like a broken record repeating myself here, but, uh, we really appreciate it. Every listen counts. If you have any feedback, please shoot us a DM. Uh, we're always open. We'd love to hear it. If you want to be a guest on the show, uh, let us know and, uh, we might be able to arrange something else. Yeah. And, uh, if you're, if you're still listening, remember, uh, drink more water podcast, go hit them up. Check it out. Of course. Yeah. Uh, have a good one. Bye.